This morning, a tale of two countries. As the Omicron surge appears to be plateauing in some states, in other areas, the highly contagious variant is tightening its grip. Infected patients are pushing hospitals beyond capacity in many states. Omicron is wreaking havoc. But guess what? This time, we are way better equipped to handle it. Dr. Fauci saying it appears the U.S. is heading in the right direction and Omicron cases could peak early next month. Today, we're looking into some of the most important tools that we have, COVID testing and masks. I'm Bethany Van Delft. It's Tuesday, January 25th, and this is the TED News. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Have you gotten a COVID test yet? I know it feels pretty weird to have a swab up your nose, but they are super helpful. Did you know there's more than one kind of COVID test? Maybe you're wondering which is better, a rapid or a PCR test? Friends of the 10, Jacob and Olivia Rosenzweig from the Curious Kid podcast are here with some explanations. As a pharmacist, I answer lots of questions. These days, I'm getting more questions about COVID testing than anything else. There are two different types of COVID tests that most people take to see if they have COVID. Understanding the differences between the two is important because they both have strengths and weaknesses. One type of COVID test is called a PCR test. The letters PCR stand for polymerase chain reaction. What does that mean? PCR tests are done by taking a sample from the nose or mouth. Once the sample is taken, it has to be treated in a laboratory. In the lab, a healthcare worker amplifies the sample so that even small traces of the COVID virus can be detected. The PCR test is great because it is very accurate. It can detect very small amounts of the COVID virus. The problem with the PCR test is that it usually takes a few days to get results. Processing. That means that people who get tested with the PCR test are encouraged to quarantine after getting tested until the results come back, especially if they are symptomatic and showing signs that they might have COVID. <coughs> the other common COVID test is the antigen test, which is commonly being called the rapid test. In order to understand how antigen tests work, it helps to know what an antigen is. Antigens are substances that your body recognizes as not belonging in the body. When antigens enter the body, your immune system will kick into gear and produce antibodies to fight the antigens. Antigen tests work by looking for antigens from the COVID virus. Just like the PCR test, an antigen test starts by taking a sample from the nose or mouth. After that initial step, antigen tests are very different from PCR tests. With an antigen test, the sample is applied to a test strip that has antibodies specific to COVID. If the antibodies on the strip detect antigens on the sample, a colored line appears on the test strip. Dang it. Rapid antigen tests are great because you can get results in as little as 15 minutes. Excellent! The biggest problem with rapid tests is that they aren't as accurate as PCR tests. That's because they won't detect the virus in its very early stages. Oh man! That means it's possible to have something called a false negative with the rapid test. 
A false negative means that the test results show that you don't have COVID, but you actually do have COVID. Since there are two types of tests, and they both have strengths and weaknesses, which test is the better one to get? If you plan to get tested for COVID, you should go with whichever test is easier to get your hands on. Okay. I know that doesn't sound like a very helpful answer, but that's the way to go. Getting tested has been harder than ever over the last few weeks because the demand is so high. The highly contagious Omicron variant has been spreading around the country. So many people are getting COVID or are getting symptoms and thinking they might have COVID or they've come into contact with other people that tested positive. This means that it could be hard to get a PCR test or an antigen test these days. Bummer. Both tests are highly accurate, and one of the keys to stopping the virus is being able to determine who has it so that those people can quarantine and not spread it to others. The tests are different, but they are both great. Stay safe, everybody! Well, thank you for breaking that down. To learn more cool things from Jacob and Olivia, check them out on the Curious Kid podcast. As you've probably heard, the Omicron variant is spreading more quickly than the other strains of COVID. But luckily, vaccines are working. Yes! People are getting symptoms, but thanks to vaccines, symptoms are much more mild for most people. But how do we slow down the spread to protect kids under five who don't have a vaccine yet or kids who cannot be vaccinated? Yikes. That's where masks come in. Has your school changed their mask policy or maybe asked students to switch to N95, KN95 or surgical masks instead of cloth ones? Why are things changing again? Ay, caramba! Well, the CDC recently suggested switching to N95 and KN95 masks instead of cloth masks because they're better at filtering out particles in the air. If you can't get an N95 or a KN95, you can wear two surgical masks doubled up or a surgical mask with a cloth mask on top. Awesome! Pediatrician Dr. Paul Offit recommends kids wear a surgical mask because KN95s and N95s can sometimes be uncomfortable. So some schools are asking students to switch from cloth masks to surgical masks in order to better protect kids under five who might be in kindergarten or pre-K or might have older siblings in school. Yes, Omicron has been a headache for everyone, but there is good news on the horizon. The vaccine manufacturers are saying vaccines are likely coming for kids under five this spring. We want your questions about the pandemic, Omicron, vaccines, or all of them. We're talking to experts who can answer your questions, so give us a call at 877-10-NEWS and leave us a voicemail. And guess what? You might hear it included in the show. Yay! That's 877-T-E-N-N-E-W-S. Did you ever wonder what school was like in America before Europeans arrived? Indigenous nations like the Inca, Maya, and Aztec had private schools for the sons of priests and nobles. But every kid attended Cuicacali. Those were schools that taught Mayan history in songs and stories. Kids memorized history using music. 
Now let's see what else is going on. The U.S. government has begun to distribute free at-home COVID tests. Americans can order four free tests per household, though the website has experienced some glitches early on. The White House also has plans to distribute 400 million free N95 masks, which now you know protect better than cloth masks. Woohoo! For those of you holding out for news of life beyond Earth, like me, we have a disappointing update. In a new study, scientists say a 4-billion-year-old meteorite from Mars found in Antarctica in 1984 shows no signs of life on the red planet. Aw, man. If you own comic books, you might want to hold on to them because they could be worth a lot of money one day. A page from a 1984 Spider-Man comic book recently sold at an auction for a whopping $3.36 million. One page. And now for your... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. On January 25th, that's today, in one British nation, there's a big holiday called Burns Night. Robert Burns is a poet and songwriter who was born way back in 1759. He wrote poems and songs like To a Mousie, Auld Lang Syne, and To a Haggis. Do you know which country is celebrating their national poet Robbie Burns today? Is it A, England, B, Scotland, or C, Wales? Did you guess it? The answer is... B. Robert Burns is Scotland's national poet. He wrote at least 716 poems and songs, many of which are in Scots language, which is similar enough to English, so you could probably understand a lot of it. Scottish people celebrate Burns Night by eating haggis, neeps, and tatties. Haggis is a kind of sheep sausage, neeps are turnips, and tatties are mashed potatoes. Delicious! Kids read Robert Burns poems and might even go to a Kaylee. That's a big dance with live music. Time is up, but before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. If you can't take the heat, it may be time for some cool clothing. The only way to play it cool this summer is in brand new Tommy John's. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler, so you can do everything better thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. With dozens of comfort innovations, Tommy John makes you look super hot while feeling super cool. From lounging at home to summertime fun. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear and loungewear. I love wearing my Tommy John loungewear because it feels great after a long day. You should get Tommy John too. Plus, you're always covered with their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So shop TommyJohn.com slash T-E-N-N-E-W-S now for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash 10 news for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash 10 news. See site for details. 
Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is writing poetry and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Adam Bernard, Ryan Willard, Tessa Flannery, and Natalie Alonzo. Jacob and Olivia Rosenzweig contributed to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to the 10 News. Don't forget to wear your mask, she said in the worst Scottish accent ever. This podcast has been named a Common Sense Selection by Common Sense Media recognized for its outstanding content for kids and families.